0: Welcome to this episode of Sass and Sips. Every episode, we will be discussing and dissecting an episode of Lost in Order. We are your hosts. I'm Lisa.
1: And I'm Agnes.
0: And today's episode is Flashes Before Your Eyes from Season 3. How are you today?
1: I am peachy. Peachy? I I picked up a new hobby sleeping for f- taking four hour naps
0: <laughs> that's like that granny just, duty
1: I kind of I don't know why I've been conking out and I okay, I was gonna lay down for a second four hours later I'm like oh okay I guess I was tired
0: well you you are taking care of an infant so I love that nugget I love by yes. him he's the perfect he's
1: like the perfect chicken nugget he's like the chick-fil-a of chicken nuggets <laughs> <He's-> <laughs> what are you drinking I'm being a good girl today I'm drinking tea. See, well that's boring i know it's but it's so good and it's yeah oh got it now, um <laughs> i'm taking my medicine
0: i hear have, i like, hear you messing with something
1: and they have like the big plastic they have a, a plastic cylinder thing for like freshness whatever because i get
0: uh-huh. three months oh. of it so this gave me the
1: whole original bottle yeah and it's that last pill so it, <laughs> i couldn't get that last pill out because the thing was in the way but okay <laughs>
0: I have a good old it. Stella. Tried and true. you talking about the,
1: the beer or your dog?
0: She's actually not with me. She she left the room. Just the beer right now.
1: Well, I'm going dry. I'm going to try to go dry.
0: Try being the operative word? Yeah, try. Okay.
1: <laughs> I have two bottles. Okay, so, my, my kid for Valentine's Day made me a basket of stuff. Cute little basket, you know, like the major. So, it was a um, Two bags of candy, like the like the big bag of candy,
0: mm-hmm. like, you
1: know, the party size. Two bags, it was the m peanuts and peanut butter cups. And three of the little bottles of wine. Oh, nice. That's so sweet. So I've got two of the bottles of the wine just sitting here looking at me and like, drink
0: me, drink <laughs> me.
1: But they're so not AIP. So I'm trying to be a good girl.
0: What'd you think of the episode?
1: I enjoyed it. Because I like, I like um, Desmond. Desmond.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I enjoyed it, and I feel like I knew that was going to happen, but for some reason it was kind of like I ex- I don't know what it was. I don't know maybe it was an episode like a previous episode that did some foreshadowing or something. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe I don't know. But I'm like okay, I knew, oh, yeah okay I see this this makes sense now, and I was like why does this make sense? This should be confusing, but I was kind of expecting. I don't know. So please tell me there was some kind of previous foreshadowing?
0: Well, there was when okay. um when we first see Desmond after the whole hatch explosion, remember he's naked, and, right? And he's talking to Hurley and he's like, "Oh, Locke Locke said he was going to find Jack or something like that in his speech." Right. And he's like, "What speech?" you know, and and then the speech came later.
1: So I know about I remember that he can like see things, but I don't know. I feel like I saw the episode in my dream or something. It was kinda like it was kinda like um deja vu.
0: So today I was thinking because the the episode is is a little bit different than a traditional quote unquote traditional episode where it's like <laughs> on island flashback, on island flashback. It we're just gonna um I'm Golden, gonna do the synopsis but order. like but a little different. Okay. You ready? No. Hold on to your seats. <laughs> Not really, but...
1: <laughs> what was in your... What did, what did you have in your cornflakes today?
0: <laughs> Nothing. Maybe that's the problem. What did I have? Oh, I had a nebulizer treatment this morning. What was in oh. that albuterol?
1: And oh Do God. you know what time it is? Because you should...
0: Because earlier, I, I'm like... I know. I, I was just... doing the math. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I had just... I had finished doing a treatment, and I was a little lightheaded.
1: Okay. So, okay, okay, you know. okay. Because I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> it's 9 o'clock here. Is, that means it's 9 o'clock?
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just me being dopey, I guess. Like, okay. It, it was a treatment. Yeah, we'll blame it on that.
1: Absolutely. Sure. I'm ready. I'm ready, <laughs> boss.
0: When the episode opens, Hurley and Charlie are ransacking Sawyer's stash, And Desmond finds them to meet up with Said and Locke. They tell him about they tell them about Echo being dead. And as they're talking, Desmond takes off in a run. He runs all the way to the water, jumps in, and saves Claire from drowning.
1: But first, he looks perplexed and perturbed, and all those other peas. Yeah, set up. You know,
0: (laughs) yes, all the peas, the p p p p p. So, Charlie, being, you know, insecure and jealous over Desmond saving Claire, wants to get to the bottom of it. But the best part is that Desmond saves Claire, and Charlie's like, it's, I, I'm here, Charlie's here. Well, like, Claire's half dead, come on. I, Do you think that's going to perk her back up? Desmond's the one who just saves her. I think,
1: because um, I, I always see it on TV and like, I guess they've like, if they hear my voice, they'll come back. Like, I don't know, because I've never had a loved one that was in the brink. So I can't even say that Yeah, but insane. I feel like when someone, your loved one's in the brink of death or whatever, you just.
0: I get that. But Claire and Charlie are close to each other, but it's not like, it's not like. They're soulmates, but or, for
1: him, but for him, he feels that way.
0: I guess. I don't know. I just, I just felt like he was really annoying to me because Desmond's just trying to save her, literally save her life, and Charlie is just in the way. Like, I don't know, but whatever. Um,
1: yeah, I was kind of annoyed. He, he, like, I was kind of annoyed also by it, but I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf.
0: Oh, no, last.
1: And in three, two. All right, bitch is back. OK, <laughs> I, I
0: was I was just going to say um, the next episode focuses on Jack. So I'd really like to see that new leaf and we get to the next episode. Can't wait for that. Oh,
1: the leaf is every uh, this is fucking new leaf in about 10 <laughs> minutes. Don't worry about it. It's, that you that know. leaf
0: is going to f- fall to the floor and disintegrate. We know.
1: <laughs> Part of my charm.
0: So, Charlie hatches a plan. And he wants to get to the bottom of how Desmond seems to know everything that's going to happen. So he invites him to go down the beach and drink a bottle, get him really drunk, so that he can get the information out of him. Isn't that what we all do, right? When we want to get information?
1: Um, I, yeah, I guess, but I don't trust anyone to tell the truth even when they're drunk. So I just go, I go around about it. You know, the little <laughs> FBI thing. I do my own research.
0: After they get all, after they all get drunk. Charlie makes his move, asking him how he knew about Claire. Desmond evades the question and walks away. Charlie yells after him and calls him a coward, which sets Desmond off. He slams Charlie to the ground. He tries to strangle him. And Desmond says, you don't want to know what happened to me. Hey, guys. We are here with... An update to our scheduling We just wanted to let you guys know That from Memorial Day to Labor Day We are going to be going back to every other week Publishing schedule Okay, say something witty here
1: Witty? Because actually as you're talking Because you kind of I don't know if this is witty or not But you sounding very sex kitten When you said, hello you're, I was like,
0: oh. Agnes is at a loss for words, apparently. (laughs) I know, it doesn't happen. This is like a 30-second promo, and you don't have words. But okay, the point is, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we're going to release our regularly scheduled loss episodes every other Monday. Maps will still be every two weeks, and Spotlight will still be the first of the month. And then after Labor Day, we will go back to loss being put out every week, just so that we can be able to spend a little bit more time with our families and enjoy the summer. So that's it. That was the update.
1: You can't handle the truth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Best line in the movie ever to date. But Go ahead. Please, Please tell me you've seen the movie that I'm referring to.
0: Okay. Let's talk about the flashback. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, let's add that to the list of classic movies Lisa uh-huh. has not seen.
0: <laughs> After the incident with Charlie, we get back into the flashback, and right pseudo away, flashback.
1: It's kind of like a, it's kind of a pseudo flashback.
0: Well, yeah, because it it's kind of like almost in reverse. Like we see, yeah, you know the the waking up naked. We see him turning the key. And then we see him laying on the floor in what looks like a Dharma suit covered in what we're supposed to think is blood. But it turns out he's just painting his apartment. And know? it
1: was kind of funny because it really wasn't a flashback per se because he did it already, but he didn't do it because he's back from the... It was really funny.
0: Right. So is it a flashback? I enjoyed it. Is he... Is it a memory or is he reliving it? Because...
1: Both. All three of them. No, right, I think, Because... I think he's reliving it.
0: Because... You see that he has recognition at certain points. Um, We meet Penny.
1: Again, officially um, meet her.
0: We officially meet her. So in 1996, Desmond wakes up lying on a floor with what looks like blood all over him. He looks around and sees a spilled can of red paint and a fallen ladder. Penny runs over to him and asks if he's okay. He realized that they are in his old flat in the past. Delighted to be back with Penny, he kisses and embraces her. Later, he fixes his tie and glances at the clock, which reads 108. Penny helps him with his tie as he tells her how glad he is that she just moved in. They discuss Desmond's impending meeting with her father, and Penny says that if it doesn't go well, it won't be the end of the world. He experiences a concern about Penny's turn of phrase, and the sound of a countdown timer beep beeping worries him too. But it turns out just to be the microwave. Penny asks if he's all right, and he says he just has déjà vu. Desmond checks in with the Widmore Industries receptionist. Here we are, Widmore Industries. A delivery man arrives with a parcel for eight fifteen. The mention of four, eight fifteen brings up a flash of the numbers in Desmond in Desmond's mind and momentarily unsettles him again. In his office, Mr. Widmore discusses Desmond's res- resume with him. When Desmond compliments Mr. Widmore's ship model and Widmore says that he is sponsoring a race around the world, Desmond has another flash of him on his own future boat. Widmore offers Desmond a position in the administrative department. But Desmond tells him he isn't there for a job. Instead, he wants to ask his permission to marry Penny. When Desmond's sitting in the office, he also looks at the, the painting. Did you notice what the painting was? Um,
1: I don't remember.
0: It was a polar bear.
1: Oh, so not he notice it.
0: It was a polar bear, and I'm, I think it said namaste, but I think it said it backwards.
1: Oh.
0: It might have said it backwards
1: interesting
0: yeah. Widmore calls it a noble gesture and takes a bottle of McCutcheon whiskey and two glasses however he only pours whiskey into one glass saying that one swallow cost more than Desmond would make in a month
1: that was cold
0: mm-hmm. and sharing it with him would be a waste because he will never be a great man and as such will never be worthy to marry his daughter Desmond leaves the building and throws his tie on the ground in frustration. On the sidewalk Desmond sees a busker playing guitar and singing Wonderwall to the passers to the passerbys for change. Desmond claims to recognize him and has flashes of Charlie during the hatch system failure. Desmond freaks out remembering his present experience as having happened before. He remembers that it started to rain, At that moment, it begins to pour. Desmond goes to a research library and finds his friend Donovan, a physicist, to ask him about the concept of time travel. At a pub, Desmond questions if it's possible that he's reliving part of his life. But Donovan suggests his mind is just reacting to his failure with Widmore by giving himself a role of importance on an imaginary island. Donovan says that if he is reliving his life, he should be able to predict what happens next. Desmond says he can't remember everything, but then the song, Make Your Own Kind of Music, comes on the jukebox, and he gets another flash. Looking up on the soccer game, he says that Graybridge comes back from two goals down in the final two minutes of the game to win, and then Jimmy Lennon will come in and hit the bartender with the cricket bat. They watch the game, but Graybridge doesn't score and Jimmy doesn't arrive. Desmond, disappointed, accepts Donovan's advice to get on with his life and marry Penny. Desmond comes home and tells Penny he didn't get the job. To console him, she suggests they go out and celebrate the occasion. He solemnly asks why she loves him, and she replies that it's because he's a good man. And in her experience, good men are hard to come by. The next day, Desmond looks at diamond rings in an antique shop. The shopkeeper helps him when he explains he is not a man of means. She suggests a beautifully simple ring in his price range. He says he'll take the ring. He is taken aback when she says, no, you won't. And tells the astonished Desmond that he isn't supposed to take the ring because he doesn't buy the ring so that he can go in the yacht race and, as fate requires, end up on the island for three years pressing the button and eventually, turning the failsafe key. She also states that if you don't do those things, Desmond David Hume, every single one of us is dead.
1: That scene was like that freaked me out. I was like, "Yes, this is good. This is juicy." Because, like, how the fuck do you know this? Uh huh. And so, yeah, but okay. right because uh-huh. off topic, I know her. Another actress. What was was she in something else? Obviously, she was. But in, like anything we may have seen. I'm not sure. But you know how into classic movies you are, so I don't
0: know. (laughs) If I think about it, I'll let you know. Or if if I come across it, I'll let you know, but I'm not.
1: I'll probably just Google it.
0: Got it. What's her name? Fiona, Fiona
1: Flanagan. Oh. Oh, American Gods. But that's not where I think I saw her. I remember her from. My- oh, Four Brothers. That's where I remember her from. She was the mother. That got ki- That's where I remember her from. You didn't see Four Brothers, did you?
0: Yeah, up until... uh uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm like, what
1: is she- how does she know this? Like, I get the whole... I understand him and the whole time travel or whatever. I get his part of it. But how does this random woman know? Exactly.
0: Because up until I- that point, it's like, you know, we're watching as if this is a flashback, but still with that wonder, like, okay, but he's, he's having some kind of recognition.
1: Right. You know, so like He, he realized so it's not a that flash- So, you know, it's not a flashback. Like, right. So you know, that he's right.
0: like reliving it, but it's only him. It, and then Penny doesn't seem to notice anything is wrong. And then all of a sudden Here comes this woman, and not only does she know about him, but she knows about the island. She knows about Penny, and she has this information. She takes him outside and points out a man wearing red shoes. Desmond theorizes that she is really his subconscious, but she only smiles. Desmond says he is determined to marry Penny, but she says he won't marry Penny. Suddenly, scaffolding falls on the man wearing red shoes, and Desmond accuses her of knowing what would happen and asking why she didn't try to stop it. She says it was the man's fate to die and that no one can change their fate. If she'd warned him, he would have died anyway from something else. If someone tries to forestall fate, the universe will course correct and find another way to to lead back to the prescribed path. Desmond refuses to concede that he is a slave to the universe and takes the ring anyway. Desmond goes to meet Penny, but is unsettled by a Royal Scots recruitment poster, which promises to make you the man you can be proud of. He meets Penny near Westminster Bridge and is propositioned by a photographer. Penny convinces him to have their photo taken together. They change the pull-down background scenes until they find one Penny likes, and he takes off his coat. It's the photo that we see Desmond with on the island. Desmond stares at the photo and comes to a realization about his fate. He tells Penny that he isn't the man he needs to be and that they aren't supposed to be together. She leaves in tears, calling him a coward And Desmond throws the ring into the river. Back at the pub, Desmond spots the McCutcheon whiskey, but goes for the cheap stuff instead. He tells the bartender he thinks he's made the biggest mistake of his life and that he thinks he's made it before. Make Your Own Kind of Music starts playing on the jukebox again, and Desmond sees another football telecast. But this time, the team makes the goal. Excited that his vision of the future was correct and that he had remembered the wrong night, he decides he might have a chance to change his fate after all. Cricket bat brandishing Jimmy Lennon then storms into the bar to accost the bartender and swings the bat at the bartender. And Desmond yells for him to duck, which he does just in time, but the bat hits Desmond instead. Desmond's um. world fades, mm-hmm, his world fades <laughs> to white. He wakes up naked in the jungle with injuries all over. He is on the island, just after the hatch implosion, but also still hurting from where he was just hit with the bat. He runs to where the hatch was and is dismayed to see the hole in the ground. Among the debris, he finds his photo, and he cries and pleads to be given another chance to change his past. We come back to the island. Hurley pulls Desmond off of Charlie. Desmond begins to sob, and Charlie takes pity on him and escorts him back to his tent. They apologize to each other and Desmond tells Charlie he is a good man. He says that when he turned the key, his life flashed before his eyes. But when he woke up back in the jungle, the flashes didn't stop. Charlie asks if Desmond saved Claire after seeing a flash of her drowning. And Desmond chillingly says that Charlie is actually the one he saved. It was Charlie who he had seen being electrocuted by the lightning bolt. And it was Charlie who drowned trying to rescue Claire. He says that although he has saved Charlie twice, the universe will inevitably course correct. No matter what he tries to do, Charlie is going to die.
1: That's kind of fucked up, homie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And the episode ends with that information. Uh, Any thoughts? No, it was. I enjoy the episode.
1: That's it. It was a good episode. (laughs) I also like the fact that about the like. I'm getting for some reason the others don't interest me. Like you know, I just I like more. I just Mm -hmm. but but yeah, that part of the storyline. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, okay, can we move on? But um, so I like the fact that we're back to the survivors.
0: Want to do trivia? Okay. Okay. On the advertisement hoardings of the football match Desmond was watching, there were ads for Apollo Candy, the Hansel Foundation, Oceanic Airlines, Mr. Kluck's Chicken Shack, Gannon Car Rentals, Buddy's Diapers, Radio RPR 103.5, Kronos, an expose. Okay. Um, there are a large number of uses of and reference to the color red, paint, shoes, scotch, shirt, tie, etc. Charlie's middle name is Hieronymus. This name is a variation of the name Geronimo, as in Geronimo Jackson or Jerome. Its origin is ancient Greek, where it means sacred name. One of Thomas's paintings, Thomas being the guy who knocked up Claire, can be seen in Charles Woodmore's office. Oh. The, the same painting is back in Claire and Thomas's apartment and raised by another. The showrunners clarified and implied that there's no character connection. It's the, just
1: reusing props.
0: Yeah, Jack, Jack Bender, the producing director in Hawaii, likes to add his own paintings to the show okay cool the woman whose name is Eloise Hawking who told Desmond who you know was selling him the ring mm-hmm. wore a pin showing the Ouroboros I think that's how you say it an ancient symbol of the snake eating its own tail and a oh. symbol known in alchemy in the Beatles song "Oblady, Oblada a lyric refers to Desmond going to a marketplace and buying a ring for his one love with whom he later has children. Except in the song, I'm pretty sure her name was Molly and not Penny, but... Okay. Okay. When Desmond is seen having falling and tipped over his can of red paint, the brand name, Future, is just visible on the label. Which is weird. Okay, so... The lady who he buys the ring from, her name is Eloise Hawking, and mm-hmm. they gave her the same last name as Stephen Hawking, who, share, who writes books dealing with the nature of space and time. And in the last episode, we saw Aldo reading A Brief History in Time, which was written by Stephen Hawking, which may or not, may not be a coincidence.
1: Very interesting. Very, very interesting.
0: This episode, um, Desmond's flashback, was the longest of any character until one more episode. So this is like the second longest flashback of any character in the show. What was the first one? You didn't, we haven't seen it yet.
1: Oh, okay. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's in an upcoming episode.
1: Is it a character that I at least want to talk, I want to, like, see about?
0: Hmm. Oh, so is that know. character
1: that's, Oh, goodness gracious. You oh. might not know this character yet. I don't know. Oh, here we go again.
0: When Desmond sees Charlie singing in his flashback, mm-hmm. Charlie is singing Wonderwall by Oasis. And the lyrics are, maybe you're gonna be the one to save me.
1: I could understand what he was singing. Like I it just I just You don't know that song? No. Oh,
0: it's a good song.
1: No. Yeah, sorry.
0: I'm not going to attempt to sing it here because nobody wants to hear that. I say we do it do it
1: do mm.
0: it do it no. no okay the things that were the episode leaves us with is this woman miss hawking so how does miss hawking's know so much
1: the world we never know mm. are we gonna find out or does somebody need to like push in the back and forget about it
0: and she tells oh. desmond is that, are you not answering me intentionally? Yes,
1: I am. <laughs> I mean, really she now. She tells
0: Desmond that pushing the button is the only great thing he will ever do. Do you think that that's true, or is this just her trying to lead him back into his path? Don't know. How do you know. know? I
1: know. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 like, who the fuck knows? I am well, not I high on mushrooms.
0: That that's that's who I
1: know. I'm not high on mushrooms right now, so I can't try to figure it out because obviously the writers were high on a a plethora of things.
0: The title of the episode is Flashes Before Your Eyes, which... Duh. Duh. (laughs) Um, Anything else that you want to talk about before we close out? Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I think that's it. I I don't have
0: anything else.
1: I got nothing for you.
0: So basically, Desmond can see the future... Or can he? Ah, well, <laughs> or can well, he you just know, predict it really, people's death? Is it really him seeing the future
1: or is it him already being there? You know what I mean? There's a difference between seeing the future I mean, and
0: has he done this whole island thing before? Right. Interesting. Some kind of space-time continuum. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Because he's never obviously had this kind of Ability before cat. the island. Look at you! <laughs> no, I need, that. I need a like cat. An evil mastermind, <laughs> like Doctor Claw. <Claude> <laughs> <laughs> I got two. And you got like six. I mean, <laughs> there's
0: none in this room.
1: I love my fur balls. I can have a whole hour conversation about my cats.
0: That's that's the next podcast, right?
1: <laughs> uh, talk about our pets, pussy
0: love. Some audience will get. Do you know people be highly disappointed
1: <laughs> when they actually realize what the topic is? I don't know. I, like-
0: think, I think I that that would go both ways. There would be people who would be highly disappointed one way or the other. Right. They're like, but wait, I thought it was cats. I oh, thought but it I thought was, cats. was I thought, I it, thought was it was pussies.
1: I thought what the hell?
0: Somebody should take the microphone away from me. <laughs> no, okay. this is
1: perfect. Get it? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! All right, that will do it for this episode. Please stay tuned next week for the next episode, which is "Stranger in a Strange Land," where we take a look at Jack's past. All to Agnes's delight. You know how she loves (laughs) Jack. She can't wait.
1: I'm just. uh, uh, In the meantime, can we just? Get that episode? I joke. I mean, we probably I just could. just, just really, can we really? Isn't that just insignificant to the whole purpose of the show? No comment. This is a lot of episodes. I feel are just like, what is your point? Like, what's your end game here? I don't see it. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah,
1: season three sucks balls. I'm doing that right now. It sucks major. Ass.
0: There, there's a lot of episodes that are just like, what, what, why? But then there are episodes that are like really good like this one this one, one. So, <laughs> this <you> know, one. <laughs> listen hey and last episode not in Portland it may not have been the best episode but I like the episode because we get a little look at Juliet and the first other flashback and no it was uh, good in that sense and I'm a I'm a fan of Nestor Carbonell so I like you watching stalker, him you mean He's not a stalker I just like him do I call you a stalker when you talk about terry Quinn? Yes. No, I don't.
1: You should. I,
0: okay. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the meantime, if you'd like to support this show, we can be found at patreon.com/sasspod. You could also help out by sharing this podcast with your friends, telling anybody who will listen to you that they should listen. You can rate, review, and subscribe, or you can get in touch with us on social media or with our email or phone number. And as always, please drink responsibly and never, ever, 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 ever drink and drive. And until next time, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And we're out of here.
1: Peace out, homies.
0: Bins. Uh, Charlie, no, hold on. I already screwed up. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: I think that's why people listen to us.
0: Okay, ready? Let's go. They change the pullout back, the pull. Ugh.